Hi, this is the Care to Change podcast. We appreciate you choosing to join us today. This month, we are re-releasing some of our most popular podcast episodes. On today's episode, you will hear a conversation between April and our counselor, Brittany Smith, about why women suck at friendships. This podcast was from our Connection and Friendship series. Thank you for being a part of this conversation, as we hope to offer you practical solutions for positive change. Welcome back, everyone. This is April Bordeaux from Care to Change, and we are here offering you practical solutions for positive change. And I am super excited about this series that we're starting today uh, on friendships, women and friendships. This is a long overdue series, and we have a lot of great topics we're going to talk about, including um, why women suck at friendships, what do you do when your friend won't help herself, um, how to set boundaries, passive-aggressive friends, just so many really important and relevant topics. And so um, I hope that you'll join us for the, the whole series. Today's specific topic is on why women suck at friendships. I wanted us to just jump into a really important one, and I, I apologize if that's an offensive use of words, um, but, you know, let's be real um, here because you all are listening. You want some answers. You want some some positive uh, some positive change in your life, and, and God created us for connection and friendships, and so this is an important series because God did not intend for us to go through life isolated or alone or disconnected, and he wants to heal us and bring us to faith and fullness in him. And he does that in the context of relationships, especially friendships. And we know that friendships with women are very different than our relationship with our spouses. And so there is something unique and special about relationships with other women. And um, it's a place that Um, they can fill that our husbands cannot fill. And so it is important to know how to pick a good friend, how to know when someone's not a real friend, um, and what to do to nourish and nurture a friendship. And um, so this is an important topic. Um, God uses friendships for healing and for wholeness. And let's face it, for fun to get through what we're experiencing as women in this life that is full of demands. And so um, friendship is an important one. And so I'm so glad that we are doing this series. Um, Today, we have with us a friend of mine, actually, Britt Smith. Um, Britt, thank you for joining us today. You're welcome. I'm actually glad that you're here. Um, Britt is a therapist at Care to Change and um, but I knew Britt before she joined Care to Change um, in a different a different life. And she and I have had some real friendship memories and traveled the world together, literally, yeah, yes. and had some great fun. And um, Britt was with me when I lost um, one of the closest people in my life. So the moment that I heard that he had passed away, she was right there with me. We were training together. So Britt has laughed with me and cried with me and listened to me complain about life and encouraged me and been there when I was sick. And so um, friendships are rare these days. 
Um, I know for myself, I rarely allow women into my life. And so it's especially special not just to have a therapist from Care to Change here to help me talk about this topic of why women suck at friendships, but also to have a friend of mine um, here. And she's been on other podcasts, but I actually get to talk about her as a friend today since that's her topic. Love it. So Britt, um, first of all, thank you for your friendship. Thank you for Uh, yours. I really do. Um, It's not fair. You get to talk about all the things and I don't get to say anything (laughs) because you've done just as much, Uh, if not more. So it's so it is it is good to have friend, a friend who can um, really share the similar passions, um, have the same value and faith system, um, be able to see you in all areas at all times of the day and and so it is rare, you know, and so, um, it's fun. It is in, in the, this first topic we're talking about is why women, you know, suck at friendships. And, um, that's a real question. Um, and the first question I want to ask you is, is it true, um, that women in general aren't that great at, at, at having friendships? Mm-hmm. I would say no, but then on the other hand, I would say yes. And I know that that's confusing, but I think that when we are looking at our life as a whole, like you get what you put into it. Mm. And so if you're not willing to make the effort to make the change, then you're probably going to stink at friendships Mm. because it's not about you. It's a, it's not about them. It's about you. Mm. And so when I was um, thinking about this topic, I was like, I don't know if I'm going to actually talk about friendship today because for me, I feel like it's a personal, Mm. like you need to know yourself yes, and what is going on with you before you can really truly be able to give of yourself in a friendship. Mm. Um, and I think that's hard to kind of, it's a hard one to, to swallow really, Um, but I think it's really important and really true to how you see yourself and and what happens with that. You know, way to throw an arrow at the very beginning of this. Don't, don't shut us off. (laughs) (laughs) I know. But to say, you know, uh, it's profound though. Um, you are only going to receive friendship as much as you're willing to do your own heart work in understanding yourself in the context of what you have to offer as a friend and who you are as a woman. Yeah. So um, that's profound and real um, uh, because if you're sitting in your own hurt or past trauma, the lens of the friendship becomes a little bit blurry. And so you see the friendship through the lens of your hurt or trauma, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Um, which is a beautiful mm -hmm. thing. But at the same time, you can't stay there. Right. Um, I think I've said this before when we were talking about kids, but to me, life is like an Uno game. I know that sounds really weird, <laughs> but like there are times when you're, the cards you get dealt are like draw fours and mm. change the color and all that stuff. Right. But then there are other times where you just get single boring numbers. Yeah. And so we have to understand how to play our cards to win. Mm. And if we just play our cards to play the cards, then you're... I mean, you might eventually win, but it's not God's best for you. Mm -hmm. And so for me, I think that it's understanding what cards you've been given Mm -hmm. and how can you play them to -hmm. set yourself up for success. And that's why I think it starts with working on yourself. Right, right. 
knowing who you are, um, knowing how your experiences affect you, um, knowing what lens you're seeing the friendship through will all impact the success or the depth of the friendship. Absolutely. And once you figure out what that looks like, and we can kind of talk a little bit about what, how you can do that, then it's being vulnerable Mm -hmm. and saying, Hey, I'm not good at friendships. I struggle to trust people. Mm. Can you help me in this and push me in this? Mm. Because if you don't, then people are just going to like throw you to the wayside because, oh, she's really standoffish and our conversations are about really surfacey things and we never get in depth and Mm -hmm. I don't want friendships like that. And Mm. so the more vulnerable you can be, the better off you are. Some people are like, I don't want vulnerability. I just want some fun. I want some fun friends. I want friends that are going to just go out and have fun with me. And that's okay. Sure. It's okay to have your little group of fun friends. I know I do. You know, you have your, your group of fun friends that if you want to just go and have a good laugh, that's what you're going to get. But you have to know going into it. That's what you're going to get. Yes. Right? But why not have vulnerability and fun too? Mm. Like I, I look at us right, and right. like we've had different moments where we've had yeah, really vulnerable moments, but then we go and laugh at a concert together. Right. So right. like, why can't you do both? And I want that for people. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because that's work. the fullness of friendship, Absolutely, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So there are friends that, you know, are your church friends. And then there are friends that are like mom friends because your kids are friends. And then there's like friends that you work with and then there's friends that you have fun with. What are the friends that you get to experience life with the highs and the lows and the fun points? And those are few and far between. Yes. So what are some common excuses that women use uh, for not engaging in these meaningful? um, It is. So first, let me just dispel this. Number one, it is common for women to struggle Um, women often fear either being too much or not enough in the context of relationships. Women fear being hurt, um, because of past hurts, um, for good reason. Women fear, there's all kinds of fears, right? I can't, I can't name every fear. Um, but because of all of those, um, it's difficult to enter into deep, meaningful relationships. But what are, you know, what are common excuses women will use, you know, like, to not engage. So I think you just hit it with saying all these fears, right? Like, Oh, I have all these fears. And so that's an excuse people use. It's mm-hmm. like, I'm scared. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think again, that's where it's important to know yourself and know your fear to speak it, mm-hmm. name it, name right. it, tame it. You know, and I and don't, I don't hard. see that deep. I, I don't see it that deep. I don't see people saying, Oh, I'm afraid of friendships. What I hear is I'm too busy. That's, so, I mean, yeah, because you put your kids and your husband and mm-hmm. your whatever and all the things that you have to do. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm a pastor's wife, so I have church to go to. Mm-hmm. And then I've got to get the kids places because my husband's at church and, blah, and you know, right. and so it's like that. And so then the issue becomes, okay, when are you taking care of you? Because friendship is self-care. Mm. Connection. Friendship is, is self-care. That's a good, that's good. Yeah. So it's making those appointments And I know that this is like a hard reality, but sometimes you have to schedule your hour of the day to be with Jesus. So why not schedule your hour a day to be Mm -hmm. with a friend? Mm -hmm. Um, And whether that looks like um, FaceTiming or 
right meeting for lunch mm-hmm. or um marco polo or right whatever social media you like to use to catch up with people like doing that you know um that's true we do we schedule the appointments that are important to us i'm the worst at scheduling friendship time it's like time is a commodity <laughs> there's only a limited supply of time and so you put everything in and then what you have left mm-hmm. um is often spent on the self-care and I had never thought of until you just said that you know that friendship is self-care and so like I plan to go to the gym or I plan to go to church or I planned my time um with Jesus you know I need to plan my time with friendship because that's self-care you know going out and having fun and laughing and being with other um, ladies that share the same values and can hear your heart. That's, that is self-care. That's not therapy, but it's pretty darn good self-care. You know, you're, you're right in that. Um, The root reason, I think I might've just answered that the root reason is, you know, fear. Um, What is it that women, and maybe I listed them, but did anything come to you? Like, What is it that women are afraid of in having these deeper, meaningful that come out in excuses? Like, so think back uh, to when you were dating, dating. Mm -hmm. Okay, we'll just go back to dating. Um, That was a long time ago, Brittany. That was before gray hair set in. Yeah, (laughs) but think about what was so terrifying about dating. Do you know? you're going to have to go with your experience. Okay. So being known, Mm. if they know me, they won't like me. Mm. And so to me, that's the fear of friendship is if they know me, they won't like me. Okay. And so to me, that's one of the biggest fears is if, if I'm known, they won't like me. Right. And I also think, too, that putting your energy into the wrong friendship is Mm -hmm. probably like some because you don't want people blasting your information all over the place and whatever else. But um, so I think that there's some fear in that, too. But for the most part, and if you look Mm -hmm. at that, it's like, well, why do you fear that? Because you don't want people to know you. Right. right. So fearing being known which is so crazy because mm-hmm. it's like I just want people to know me I just want to be known but then it's like you turn that right around and you're like what, what if, if they know me it's more like not if they know you but what if they don't like you when they know you mm-hmm. it's more like that mm-hmm. I'm thinking of activity that I give to teen girls um, when their parents bring them in and talk about friendships and how to know if there is a true friend and we can put that in the show notes um, how do you know when a friend is a real friend um, and it seems so basic doesn't it yeah um especially as adults we're sitting here going to ask that question but that's good to share because I don't think that's something that's taught necessarily in school and and then girls are mean and then girls gossip and then girls um you know misuse stories shared in confidence or or girls are best friends and then they stop being best friends and then the information's not confidential anymore there's so many opportunities for disappointment and hurt and friendships that sometimes it's like is it worth the risk knowing that hurt could be down the road yeah I also want to say this growing up and maybe you didn't have this experience and so maybe this is just like Mm -hmm. something that I feel and I made up in my brain growing up I always felt like oh look at them they've been friends since they were like two years old 
Mm. I don't have that person. Mm. Um, thankfully I do. I have a friend that was a neighbor who mm-hmm. we've been friends since she's, we were four. Um, now she lives in Texas cause her husband, but that's okay. <laughs> um, but I think that there's this misconception that you're going to find your best friends in high, elementary school or right, middle school right. or high school. And if you don't have that, then you've missed the boat on friendship. Right, right. And that is not true right. at all. Right. And and I hope that you don't look at yourself and go, oh, like, I don't have that friend that's mm. known me forever, right. that I don't have to tell all these things to. Right. Um, they just know. And you can have that. You can create that now. Right, right. Just because you don't, you aren't connected to the ones early on. I do say often that, um, friends, friends are like, they come in with seasons, you know, and, and friendships do change over time and, um, age and stage of life create friendships. And, um, that was a hard lesson for me to learn as I was going through ages and stages of life, um, to be able to let friendships be what they are instead of insist them to be what they were, insist on them being what they were, because age and stage and time of life does change. And there are good memories and deep, meaningful friendships. And it doesn't mean um, that they last forever. And it would be great, right? Um, And yet age and stage um, don't always account for that in friendships. And um, I know for me, because I was blessed with two sisters, I sort of have these built in Best friends. People who know everything about me um, from the time of birth, you know. And so um, I'm blessed with having these two two sisters that are also, um, you know, my very closest friends. Um, But people don't always have those. No, they don't. Or they're not close to their sisters. You guys are like the she-wolf pack. I don't know if anyone watches Full House (laughs) or Fuller House. (laughs) But you guys are totally the she-wolf pack. I think you have a call and everything. Um, You may not, but you should. We we do. We have a little thing that we do. And and I'm 100% blessed. But people aren't, you know. And they're either not close. And so finding it in friendships. And I think it's an upside and a downside. Because having sisters like that. Yeah. Didn't, didn't leave me feeling like I needed it from friends, you right. know? And so I had my sisters and, right. and yet age and stage, even in sisterhood, um, yes. changes. And so I think it's important for women to, to know first that, um, you know, there are excuses to know yourself, uh, and what your own struggles are to look at the friendship through a clean, um, whole lens versus the hazy past disappointment hurt lens. Absolutely. To enter the friendship in honesty, in truth. Yes. Who are you as you enter? Um, but to to reserve who you choose to allow in the inner circle. Not everyone, um, not everyone deserves to be on the inside of that. Um, inner circle, we know there are benefits of having deep, meaningful friendships, but we can't go into it thinking that every friend that we have is going to enter into this deep, meaningful friendship with us. And it says more about the other person sometimes um, when they aren't able to enter because we get two people, two levels of baggage, two backgrounds coming together, viewing what is this thing called friendship and what is it going to mean? And I want to talk about how do you know when a person is worthy of being a true friend. And my, my all-time favorite analogy um, when it was a few, 
few years ago when I went through the Courage Works um, classes with Brene Brown, um, she mentions women in the arena, um, friendships in the arena. Have you, have you? Yes, I think I've heard you talk about this before. It's it's such a powerful analogy, and I, I don't remember off the top of my head which book she references. She might rep- reference it in a couple. I can find it, and we can put it in the show notes. But uh, the idea here is, you know, like if you uh, picture an arena, and I'm not going to tell you what kind of an arena to picture. You picture your own arena. We're going sports. You're going sports. Yep. Okay, when I did, I was thinking Board like concert. the Roman gladiator oh. kind of arena. I don't know why. That's what came to me. Nice. Um, but you have your sports arena, and you have you are the one in the middle of the arena playing the game. You're the one getting down and dirty. This is your life. And when you look around, you have people on the sidelines, um, you have people in the spectator seats, you have people in the VIP box seats, and then you have the people high up in the high stands, right? And the, the price for the tickets varies based on where people in that arena are sitting or standing and cheering, right? And a lot of times we give too much credence to the person in the expensive seat, but guess what? They're not playing the game with us. They just paid more to watch. Um, and sometimes we give more credence even to the person on the front row because we can hear their voice in our ear the loudest, but guess what? They're not playing the game with us. And the point here is who's playing the game with you. And, and here's another point. Um, you can be your own critic. So you can be sitting, you, you can have placed your own voice in one of those seats. And the, the idea with friendship is who's in the down and dirty with you. Who's doing this life with you, getting dirty with you. Those are the ones that are your true friends, not the ones that have paid the big prize, not the one even whose voice you hear the loudest, not the one high up in the stands that's a fan that you might know from third grade and you guys like each other's post on whatever social media account that you're on. It's those aren't your friends. You know, you can have a thousand friends on Facebook, but really have two real friends. And that's why I mentioned at the beginning, you know, you sitting with me on the bus the day that my grandpa passed away and getting that phone call, you're right there in that arena, hearing me say, no, I can't even respond to you right now when you're reaching out to offer, you know, because that's just the place that I was in. That is a friend that's getting dirty. Um, And those are the real friends to pay attention to. And the reality is, when you compare where you're standing to the arena, whatever picture of arena that you have, and you look around and you see this whole arena of spectators, there's a lot of people looking but there's not that many people on the ground with you. And those are your real friend. The question is, how do you know if someone deserves to be right there with you? Yeah. So I think this question, and I'm going to spin it to you. So mm-hmm. sorry, this is okay. against our rules. But so how is it not just chance that I was sitting next to you on the bus? How it, like how is that you viewing me right. as playing the game in the arena and not just like, oh, you right. happen to be there sitting when the call happened. Yeah, time and space, that, that's a good point. And um, how would I answer that? You know, shared values um, and shared passions is what got us on that bus because we were in Texas mm-hmm. at the time, so we weren't even in state. Mm-hmm. So what got us in that place together is, you know, our love for kids and, and trauma. And so we were at a training together. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, how do you know if a person is worthy? I would say the first thing is, and number one, time and space. Are they with you? Because you were with me, A. But two, the underlying is why were we together? Um, we were together because we have sh- shared value and faith and passion 
for helping kids who have been through hard, hard places. And so, um, if you're, if you have a friend and they don't share the same value with you when you're struggling, how are they going to hand you their value system? It's not going to match you. Um, it doesn't mean you can't, you know, as iron sharpens iron, bring you, bring your friend into a, a, a different value system, but to turn to someone during a difficult time, you want to turn to someone that's going to hand you something that is useful um, for you and fits what works with you. And, you know, we, we both have this deep faith in God. And so that's what we turn to. That's what we know um, that he is there for us. And so if, when I lose sight of that in the moment of challenge, you can remind me of that. And it's not you preaching, it's you pointing me back to Jesus. And so when you say, well, how did you know, you know, for me, and I can say this to our listeners and number one time and space, they're with you. If your friend is not with you, um, in time and space, you going through a challenge isn't the time to call them and say, Hey, by the way, remember me from third grade. Let me tell you about a hard, just because they liked my, my post the other day. Right. And so time and space is important, but deeper than that is that shared value system and faith and being able to say, when times get rough, we both turn to the same things. Um, when someone says to me, Hey, let's go. And they throw out a value to me, a coping mechanism that doesn't match my value system. I'm like, that's not really where I want to head right now. And so to answer your question, that was kind of directed at you that you, you turned back to me. How do you know when someone is (laughs) worthy of being a true friend? You know, um, that underlying shared value system, as well as, um, you know, that, that honesty and truth, but that time and space, uh, is really important. Can you think of other, other things that would, indicate that someone is worthy of being called a true friend to you? Um, so in the Bible, it talks about a iron sharpens iron, mm-hmm. but it also talks about um, bad company corrupts good morals. Mm. And so what company are you surrounding yourself with? Mm-hmm. Are you surrounding yourself with people who love Jesus? And I'm not talking about to use your analogy, I'm not talking about the people who are in the stands. I'm talking about the people who are playing the game with you. Mm-hmm. Are you, are those people sharing the same values and morals as you? Mm-hmm. Or do you have some people sprinkled in there who are actively choosing to not mm-hmm. be in God's plan? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, and that looks different for everyone. Right. So I, I can't say, and we all have seasons where we're wandering, right? Mm-hmm. But at the core, have they listened more than they wandered? Mm. So if they have listened more than they've wandered, then you can tell by who people surround themselves with and what's going on. Mm. And I think that that is an important thing to learn young mm-hmm. because now with everything on social media, it's like, it stays. Right. So a picture that you posted of underage mm-hmm. drinking, right. like that's going to stay with you right. forever. Right. And so it's like, what are you doing? And so I don't know if that answers your question or not, but yeah. I, basically it's who are you sur- like surrounding yourself with? Mm-hmm. What's influencing you? That's how you can tell if a person like what a, what's going on with a person? Because mm-hmm. even in their hardest times when they're struggling, if they're surrounded by people who love Jesus and and want to honor and be good humans, then they're gonna 
drag along the person who needs dragging for a mm-hmm. minute. Um, we've all had those moments in our life where we've mm-hmm. need dragged um, and you know, supported. One of the things I say to my daughter, because I'm thinking as you're talking about this, how do we teach our daughters, yep. you know, to pick the good friends and to pick the quality friends that will move them in the direction that um, God would want them to really Absolutely. to move. And um, one of the things I say to, to my daughter often is, uh, and my son for that matter, but um, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. And I think that's what you're saying. It's like you, you will go in the direction that your friends are in. And so if during hard time, they're going in a direction that doesn't match with where you want to go, those aren't the friends that are worth. And it's not that they're not good people. It's not that you can't, um, you know, call them friends, but in terms of the deep, meaningful relationship where you give and receive nurture and there's a heart to heart connection and a mutual sharing of self, not a one-sided sharing of self, um, choosing wisely will probably lend itself to having less um, because show me your friends and I'll show you your future. So pick the ones that you want to go in the direction that their life is going. Um, And it doesn't mean that lives don't have difficult times and you don't pick someone because they're in a difficult time. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about a season. I'm talking about overall is their life going in the direction and are they seeking the same um, depth from the same places that you are? And if so, they could be up for consideration. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, they could be a potential, a possibility of being um, a friend. Um, so what do people do? You know, we're talking about um, why women aren't that great at friendships. Well, you can imagine because who sits and thinks about, I'm going to list all of the people I call myself, call friends, right? So I'm going to list all these names down. And then I'm going to look at them and say, hey, who is sharing time and space with me right now? You know, some of those are going to have to be marked off. And then I would say, well, who of these are, um, have a shared value system? Like when their life is um, being challenged, they go in the same direction that I would want to go. And that's going to mark out some of them, you know. And then um, what what else would mark out what else would mark out some of them? What do you think? I think those are the two big ones. What do they do in their free time? Mm. Do they like to have fun? Because let's yeah. face it, like I said at the beginning of this, you like want to you want to have friends that are fun too. So, um, you know, let's. I wouldn't mark people out just because they don't know how to have fun. You might be the one bringing the fun to the to the friendship. But yeah, I mean, what do they do for fun? Um, who are the people in their lives? And that's mm-hmm. that's and a good that's one. good and bad because if you're partying every weekend for fun. right that's a different situation right if you're doing that in moderation you know I mean I guess it's different but so I guess it's it's there's good and bad so you can kind of rule out what people are doing Mm -hmm. by that too how do they have their most fun yeah that's good that's really good um you you know if you start with your your bigger list you start to whittle it down and you all of a sudden it starts to get smaller and smaller and you say well there's only a couple of people um, I guess one of the criteria might be, um, again, like I said, are they listening, um, as much as they're talking, you know, do they lean in and listen when they say, how are you, A, do they ask, how are you? And B, do they lean in and listen or do they just redirect it back to themselves? And, um, that's another way to tell, you know, um, if someone is a good friend, I'm sure we're not being exhaustive here. If you guys have comments, put them in the comment section. We will list out, you know, in the show notes, um, some of these. What's one step someone can take today um, at 
um, deepening friendships or at being better? I've heard lots of options, but what would you say is what is one thing that someone could do today to um, be better at friendships? So I'm going to give you my resource. Okay. Because I think it goes with my resource. Okay. It is the attached book. Pick it up and read it. It's called The Attached. It's called Attached. Oh, Attached. Mm-hmm. And we'll put that in the show notes. Yes, like we always. will. And that is working on yourself mm. and figuring out what are, where are you coming from mm-hmm. and what do you have to offer into a friendship? Mm-hmm. Uh, and when, once you've gotten there, you can pick up mm-hmm. the Enneagram if you want, the book, right? Uh, the Road Back to You. There's even the path between us that talks about how you relate to other numbers. Mm-hmm. There's um, the love languages. Mm-hmm. So it's it's mm-hmm. how do you feel loved and what do you need to be successful in a friendship. And so starting there on a journey, um, if that doesn't feel enough, uh, open Try Softer and mm, that will really one. rock you. Uh, yeah. But in a good way because it's yeah. very healing. And so... Uh, starting that personal journey mm-hmm. and having people walk alongside you in that. That is a great, that is a great first step, you know, to look at yourself and say, am I being these things that I would um, remove someone from the list? So am I in the right time and space? Am I working on my own value system? Am I saying true to my own value system? Am I, am I fun, you know, to be around? Am I, um, listening more than talking. Those are all so... Um, it's pulling the plank out of right, your own eye. Right. That's exactly where we started today, you know, for you saying, uh, you know, at the very beginning, I'm going to just begin by saying we have to work on ourselves. Before we can become good friends, we have to bring the fullness of ourself to the relationship. It's the same as marriage. Yeah. And I, I think the other thing to that too is if you don't have a wide spectrum of friends, I don't mean from like, they look different than you. Mm-hmm. I mean, from different walks of life. Mm-hmm. So, uh, someone that's 20 years older than you, right. someone that's right. 10, 15, seven, right. whatever, like that's important mm-hmm. in friendships. And that has really saved me mm-hmm. in my friendships with people is not just looking at my own age, mm-hmm. um, but looking all across mm-hmm. and then bringing someone up yeah. And mentoring them too. Yeah. Yeah. Along with me. So it kind of what goes along with that. And this is just an aside, but a friend that can say no to you, right? You don't want, <laughs> yes. you don't want all yes friends. No. You want friends that are like, uh, no, probably not healthy. Maybe you should, yeah. you know, that truth and love. Yeah. That's good. That's good on having friends from different walks of life. They don't have to all look like you. Um, they can bring in honesty and a different perspective. Um, that's great. That's great. I'm glad that you do that because otherwise we wouldn't be friends <laughs> because we're at different ages. We are. Um, uh, but that's okay because that does work. And I love that. So, okay, this is our first um, discussion in this topic of friendship. So we're just sort of opening the can right, right today. We've got these other topics that we have that are coming and I'm so excited. I feel like on every show we should sing a different friend song. So which one? Thank you for being a friend. Oh, that's good. Or that's like, good. 
I've got friends in low place. Like, which you can one? Sing. You can You've sing. got a friend in me. That's which good. One? That's good. I don't know. <laughs> Comment what your favorite French song is, friend song is, and we'll or put them friends. in. Yeah. That's my favorite. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's sorry. Fun. That's fine. That's where I was going. Okay. Well, everybody that's listening, like, subscribe. Um, again, put your comments in. Yeah, definitely put your favorite friends episode. You can put your favorite friends episode in the comments, whatever. Oh, my goodness. Tell us what you like. Tell us what you want to hear more of. Send your questions to our Caroline 317-979-7133. We will answer those in a few weeks from now. Um, so we're going to talk about how do you know when someone is a friend and when you should go see a therapist. We're going to talk about passive aggressive friends. We're going to talk about when friends won't help themselves. We've got great topics coming up over the next few weeks. So thank you all for joining us. Thank you, Britt, as always, for um, coming on the show and us just being able to talk about friendship um, today. It's special. And thank you all for listening. And we will um, continue to offer you practical solutions for positive change. See you all soon. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Care to Change podcast, where we offer you practical solutions for positive change. We invite you to follow us on social media, including Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest, LinkedIn, and YouTube to hear more about our conversation topics. Check out the show notes below to see resources mentioned in this episode. If you have any questions or would like additional information, please reach out to us on our care line at 317 317- 979-7133 or email us at help at care2change.org. We thank you again and hope you will join us for more of our podcast conversations.